Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, where we hear the stories of information security professionals. This podcast explores different angles, out-of-the-box ideas, and the human element of cybersecurity. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and supporting us at www.patreon.com forward slash CSCP so we can continue to bring on amazing guests. You can watch videos of the interviews at www.cybercloudpodcast.com. In today's episode, we have Chris and Ron, two good friends of mine. We've been doing podcasting and challenge each other on social media to get better and better. And we discuss about how to keep focus and how to do community together. All right. Yes, absolutely. We, we are in security. We need to consent to use each other one. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast. Today, we have two very special guests that I'm so proud to, to have on the podcast. And we've been challenging each other, teasing each other. We tried to do this for a very long time, and finally it happens. Yes. Ron, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. <laughs> so this is your host, Francesco, and I'm so glad to welcome the Hacker Valley Studios teams in my podcast. But maybe you're wrong, Chris. Do you want to give a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Name is Ronald Eddings. Feel free to call me Ron. Uh, co-host of the Hacker Valley Studio. Uh, we'll cover in a second what exactly the Hacker Valley Studio is and what that podcast is about. But uh, really trying to focus on bringing the human element, not only to the podcaster, the viewers that we have, but also to our lives. And uh, outside of uh, being a podcast co-host, I work at Palo Alto Networks as a security architect. Yeah, Chris, how about everybody? you? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cochran, the other co-host of Hacker Valley Studio, just glad to be here with good people. Francesco, man, we, we go back. It seems like I've known you for years. Yes. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Our, our challenges and, and the content, we, you know, you, you check me, I check you. We, we just keep growing together, and I love it, man. It's fantastic. No, I love the spirit, and we've been we've been doing this teasing back and forth and challenging each other, and finally last year we managed to get into the same room and do a recording, as we were yeah. actually saying. It was great. It was great, and 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 I saw that it went out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really appreciate to be in there, and the conversation is just smooth. It just flows. Absolutely. But, I feel like we know each other for like forever. Yeah, no, it does seem like that way. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure we'll look back and we'll, we'll probably ask ourselves, how do we meet again? Like, it just, <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> I think, I, I don't even remember. It just happened. One, one of those things that just collide in the universe and things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it's great to have you on the show. But I challenge all my, all my guests in the show to... You know, give a ten second positive advice or ten second quick advice on cybersecurity or anything that you want. But we try mm-hmm. to stick it with cyber. So, Ronald, do you wanna do you wanna start? Sure, I'll take a stab at it. Um, positive advice, positive message for those in cybersecurity. I would say explore your interests, explore the things that you're most curious about, and just see where it goes. Don't hold yourself too accountable, but set measurable goals and and have fun with it. Chris, how about you? Double down on people. 
a lot of the times the stuff you learn, the opportunities you get are going to be the people that know you and that trust you and want to bring you into whatever opportunity that they have cooking. So double down on people, reach out to people, help people and, and help them without expecting anything in return. And I think everybody will be much better for it. Man, guys, I love that. I love I love the focus on the community, and that's what brought us together. And uh, actually, uh, the other day I was listening to one of your recent episodes, and Chris, you talked a little bit about how did you get into this shift of mindset when you were in high school, challenging yourself to reconnect to people. Yeah. And I saw the evolution of the Hacker Valley Studio of, uh, from technology to actually the people stories, and I love, absolutely love about that. Yeah. Can you yeah. guys tell me more or less one good funny anecdote or funny stories about the Hacker Valley Studio or that happened during this, this evolution of, of the podcast? Oh, yeah, I definitely have one. <laughs> so when we started, uh, we had a video component and we had two cameras, like one facing my, my face, like close up and one was facing Ron. And we kind of wanted to talk about the stuff that we were really interested in, which is like the human stuff. But we were like, ah, oh, but we, you know, we're, we're these cybersecurity guys are expecting cybersecurity information from us. And we would get messages like, uh, one minute you guys are talking about fitness and the next you're talking about zero trust. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what this podcast is about. And we're like, oh man, what's going on? People are going to hate us. But slowly but surely, these, these two sides of being a cyber practitioner kind of coalesced into what is Hacker Valley Studio today. And so we focus on the human element, but it still brings in all the exciting things about what's going on in cybersecurity today. And so people are now are like, we love what you guys are doing about the human element, the focusing on the, the whole of the cyber professional. And so it, it's kind of funny how it, it goes from like, what the heck are these guys doing to, all right. We Actually it. works. <laughs> it's a good chemistry. It works. Yeah. No, it's a good story. Ron, do you have any 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 funny story about how the podcast? I have a great story. So we love having fun with the podcast. And Chris loves kind of surprises. So early on, we would have guests on and Chris is like, hey, I'm going to let you know everything about the guests. But I got a surprise of the topic. So we sometimes, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't know what exactly we were talking about. And we had... um we had one guest on who shared some uh, very personal and deep information on the podcast. Uh, truly grateful for that. And it was about the relationship between him and his dad. And we Oof, went deep in heavy. this episode. And I was, I wouldn't say I was underprepared. Like I'm always prepared to podcast, but <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a surprise, but it was such a great experience. We had a great conversation and I think the conversation might've been even better because I didn't prep for it. It was kind of raw. It was yep. vulnerable and and deep. Yeah. And another funny one, though, is uh, when I popped that legacy question on you, I was like, uh, <laughs> this is like one of our early, early episodes. We were like, I was like, hey, let's just get in the studio. I'm not telling you what the topic is. And Ron used to make this sound. He doesn't make it much anymore. But uh, he, whenever something's heavy, he would go, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, as soon as I asked the question, I was like, "What legacy do you want to leave?" He just goes, "Ooh, it's heavy." That that is. He dropped the bomb, <laughs> yeah, man. That was a good one. <laughs> no, it's it's good, and and I think we we leave trace, so it's better to leave a positive trace. 
on the mm, internet. Definitely. And yeah. that, that, that's, I think, what we all do what we do. And aside the fact that we love talking to people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that, that's such a good excuse. Hey, I have a podcast. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's, and it's so funny because normally in, in our profession, people don't want to connect to people. People lack the social element of it because we're so tech, we're so focused on the technology. And I think there are tons of great people that are focused on the technology. But I was chatting with Miko and uh, Rick Ferguson the other day, and a lot of people are focusing on that, but they're not so good at delivering stuff. And the best people that you see delivering speeches or delivering any presentation or anything is the people that connect with the audience, it's the people that share, it's the people that talk and you know, the human part, they connect the human part, not the technology. The technology almost doesn't matter because there is so much offering from tech. You can read it anywhere. But what people, I think, want to hear is how do you solve a specific problem, but what's the story behind it? Yes. What is the story? And I think that's, and I think that's what I saw the Hacker Valley Studio evolve and telling the technology, but the story behind it. And it's now, now in, in, in almost like a chemistry. It's, it's a perfect balance that just flows. <laughs> I, I really you. saw the evolution, and and in the latest service, I was like, man, this does it flows. It it's lovely, and I'm so proud of you guys. It's just a fantastic show. We see Thank the same so from much. you. We see yeah. the the evolution. I remember some of uh, the LinkedIn posts that I used to follow from you uh, way back over a year ago. I think you had a post on like um, a USB device. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Um, it was like Let, a, let's not mention name names because I still <laughs> keep yeah, on let's, hating let's me. Not, <laughs> good, good. But just to see like the focus on tech and now the focus on people, the focus on community, it's amazing to see that from you also. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a learning curve where you start seeing that everybody can talk tech, but very few people can connect to the human aspect and the human element. And that's what matters because ultimately we only I only I keep on telling myself we only have one life. So let's better leave it connecting to people and believing the hell out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully I, I won't need to bleep it that, but <laughs> <laughs> this is unfiltered version. Unfiltered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, free falling. And Ron or Ronald, which one do you prefer? Because I uh, tend to short by default. Call me Ron. Okay, Ron, Ron, Ron it is. I love the post that you made the other day about, you know, the, the morning preparation, the, the mindset, preparing for your day. Can you share more about that? Absolutely. And we just had some content that we posted on our Patreon. Uh, shout outs to our patrons. Um, but uh, I have a journal prompt and ours is pretty similar. I think I shared it on Twitter. We yes. were talking about it a little bit back and forth. Um, but this journal prompt that I have, it it, it's almost like having a motivational coach. I'm answering very insightful questions about things that are going to make me more excited, things that are going to make me more, that, that are going to make me better at my craft and also at my hobbies. And also questions in my journal prompt that ask me about who I'm going to connect with today. Who's one person I can become closer with and build more of a relationship with. So I think having this journal prompt and that's kind of my strategy here for my Wednesday post is to just share uh, one entry from my journal prompt every Wednesday, uh, whether it's about motivating myself to be better at cybersecurity or motivating myself to establish more meaningful uh, relationships and connections. That's amazing because I, I do that preparation in the morning and reviewing the evening and it just puts you in a different mindset where you review your life. You're not 
you're not a spectator of your life. You're actually driving your life. That's how I feel. And right. it puts you in a different mindset. But I, I have to say, I kept that journal very, very close. So that was the first time I actually shared it because mm. I, it felt a very intimate thing. And my hat to you, because sharing something like that, sharing, oh, I feel it's almost a vulnerability. And opening up to the world shows how strong you are. So thank you. Definitely thank my you. head to you as as when I saw it, I said, I have exactly the same. I had to share it. <laughs> it's like he had he made the leap and, and share it with the audience. It's like I've made the same leap. I'm mm-hmm. very conservative in what I share, and there is a specific reason. I got burned very badly for sharing personal opinion. I'm not gonna go in in depth to what happened, but from that moment on, I'm very, very careful about what i share and mm-hmm. how i share it and, and i think it's almost a reaction from what happened so uh, how do you how you guys feel about sharing anything that is personal the connection you're not scared sometimes to actually get attacked or get the opinion the, the, the wrong opinion yeah i think i learned early on that your story is your story and if you think sharing your story is going to help someone out there then all better. If, if there are a hundred people that give me shade or, or, you know, have inflammatory comments, but there's one person out there that it helps, then I did, I did my, my duty. I did what I thought was right. And so I, I don't, I'm not really afraid to share my story and share my vulnerabilities and things that I'm, I'm struggling with because no one, no one relates to people that are quote unquote perfect because no one is perfect. And so whenever you share who you are as a person, People are able to connect. People actually want to have relationships with people that are real. 100%. No. I, I agree. I And for me, I have had my words like twisted on social media. And that's really why I don't really participate in the back and forth too much on social media. I think it's a little toxic. All I can do is my best. So and I think part of me doing my best is sharing my message, sharing some things that are personal to me. And that 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 message might not be for everyone. So I'm really honing in on our audience and the people that kind of have similar mindsets while kind of the podcast is allowing me to also expand my horizons since we're not just focused on uh, cybersecurity. We're focused on the edges and the fringes of cybersecurity. So uh, I also get to expose my message and just think differently by talking to people from very unique backgrounds. Mm. So... Now that's that's good. I think I think it's gonna push me to to share a little bit more. And <laughs> I, I, I like I like both perspective that ultimately you shape with your energy and with your thoughts and with your stories you shape your audience. So ultimately, the people that want to follow you, they're gonna follow you. The one they're gonna hate you, they're gonna hate you either way, in in a way or another. So I like. I, that. I remember my first uh, YouTube video. It was about hacking, and I posted it on Reddit, and I got tore up everybody <laughs> came after my neck people thought i was trying to one people thought i was making money on the video they're right, like you're yeah. just posting adware and then other people on facebook was like you're trying to teach everyone how to hack and break into systems and and whatnot so the haters are always gonna be there and <laughs> it's gonna be a flame war either way yeah, so you exactly. better be prepared and it's, it's it's good to embrace it it's good to embrace differences in thought and that's good that's fine let people have differences in their thought. It's just a learning opportunity. 
but it's a hard lesson to learn. It is. And I think oh. I think being being public, you never come prepared. And even if you come prepared, you don't. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> you can't be prepared to that stuff. And it comes from all angles. And it comes yeah. completely unexpected. So for me, it was completely unexpected. All angle is a wall of negativity. <laughs> and yeah. it, it took me weeks to recover. Honestly, from mm. this is the mental awareness week. And I'm saying be prepared when you go on social media and when you shout out something because you could receive a wall of negativity that could yeah. badly affect your mental health. Definitely. Yeah, it could. So, yeah, lesson to everybody. Be prepared for, for what it comes whenever you share anything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> A very quick message from our sponsor and then we return back. This podcast is brought to you by the generosity of NSC42 Limited, your cybersecurity partner. Cybersecurity is complex and different for every organization, and you need the best tailored service to make sure your customer's data is safe and sound so you can focus on what's important, focusing on your clients and bringing the best and safest experience. NSC42 Limited can help you during your cloud transformation, cybersecurity assessment for your compliance checklist on premise and on the cloud. Want to know more? Visit www.nsc42.co.uk to get your free quote. So, guys, what's next for the Hacker Valley Studio? How do you actually? I have a, a very good question. How do you find your people the, the, the guests oh man i you know it's so funny people you know there are folks that reach out to me like hey we can help you find guests ron and i for some odd reason we've been really fortunate don't <laughs> <laughs> we've been really fortunate and th- we are just stacked with guests like it just doesn't <laughs> stop people reach out to us we reach out to people and we reach out to, you know, even aspirational folks like LeVar Burton. We reached out to LeVar Burton and like, hey, you know, Reed and Rainbow, like, would, would love to have you <laughs> come on to the podcast. Is he going to respond? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. There's probably like a million other podcasts out there that are asking him to be on their podcast. And so, you know, not being afraid of rejection. And so just, you know, shooting for the stars, getting amazing people on the, the show is what we're all about and having great conversations. And so... Yeah, and just people introducing us to other people as well. Yeah, no, I saw I saw the Dark Knight Diary episode. I didn't finish it all, yeah. and uh, I think that's great. And I think, as you say, it's shooting for the star, trying it out. It's great. But how do you how do you not get excited? Like uh, whenever I think about guests in mm-hmm. my podcast, I just get excited and just want to invite everybody <laughs> that, that I love. But then I need to rethink and say. What my audience want to listen to, what their story they wanna they wanna listen. Ideally, when the audience is gonna completely be aligned with what I think, it's gonna be easy. What I think is gonna be what the audience more or less likes because right. you get a fellowship. Mm-hmm. But how do you do the screening? How do you say this episode goes here and and stuff like that? How do you select people that? How do you avoid getting completely off topic? Dave, we had uh, Dave Bittner on our show, and he brought up a great point. And he was saying that our responsibility and his job also as a podcaster is to highlight the audience, the highlight the the guest as the star. 
everyone in cybersecurity has a story. Even if you're breaking into cybersecurity, you have a story. If you've been in for 20 years, there is a story about you that makes you great. So I think for us to find the podcast, to find the podcast guests and to screen them, it's pretty straightforward. It's just a conversation that we have and we really try to kind of help them help us ask the questions for them. So we'll ask, you know, just have a little bit of a back and forth before the podcast um, and how we find them. Uh, Chris does a great job. I think especially on the outreach yeah. he was talking about, just taking a shot, asking for help. Will you be on the podcast? Yeah. Everyone, every mentor that I've had, they yeah. say, you know, if you want something, just ask for it. Absolutely. Maybe no, you'll get a it, yes, maybe you'll get a it's no. It's perfect. And I but, think uh, more people need somewhere. to take the courage of that. And I definitely am not shying out from asking people. <laughs> We try. We try to get. We try to get um, Graham from uh, Smashing Security because yeah. it, it's. It's. I heard uh, one good friend of mine, Lisa Forte, was was in the recent ah. podcast, and they had so much fun. And I love. And I think it, it's very personal. And and I'm trying to poke him to actually come yeah. here, come here. So let let's all shout out to Graham and say, come to the podcast. Let's have a, a laugh. Yeah. So I think. That's the other thing. I love to laugh on the podcast. I laugh a lot. And I think it helps. It helps, yeah. especially in this particular situation. So considering Corona and everything else, how do you stay healthy, positive? How do you keep that attitude, positive attitude? Go for it. I'll take it away first. I I go on a lot of walks these days. Now I'm I'm going on two to three, sometimes even five walks a day. There's a lot more time in between my activities. Like maybe I'll jump off a meeting and have ten minutes left. Uh, keeping the mind sharp and and, and fluid Ooh, by going geez. on walks and just seeing different things. Like I accidentally invited him on, on the podcast. <laughs> little little weird. I was like, um, but it was all a mistake. <laughs> it, it, it was on mistake, but it, it just helped me think differently. I was like, all right, wow. Like I need to, you know, maybe be more present <laughs> when I'm walking on the sidewalk so I don't step on more snails on accident. Mm. Um, but also uh, meditation and journaling. We just talked about uh, journaling. Before I start that, I meditate for just five minutes, close my eyes and start breathing. Uh, not really much to it. Um, and then just uh, writing about how I feel and what I want to accomplish. How it evolves. It's, it's very exciting when you have that how log you, and you get to see it yeah, transpire so I, every over morning time. I start with yeah. like a, a decompression. You'd be like, what? You wake up and you decompress? Like, yes, I have to. My, <laughs> you wake up mind... and scream in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite way to, <laughs> to cross your wife. <laughs> right. Decompress a little bit in the morning, drink my coffee, and I go right to the workout. <laughs> I immediately work out because, you know, it's funny. People think that, you know, expending energy would make you tired. But in fact, like working out in the morning invigorates me and it gets me ready for the day and I'm ready to tackle the world. And then every morning I take a shower, I listen to music. I listen to my, my amp up soundtrack, getting ready for the day. Today's going to be great. This is my, my, my personal like uh, motivation nice. in the morning to, to just take on the day with, uh, with both hands. And then I just get right to work. You know, I start working, uh, trying to knock out the most important things first and then everything else after that is icing on the cake and obviously you know obviously I have to do podcast stuff after i get off of work editing getting you know the hard stuff on the show the hard stuff and then i go right into being dead all the way up until i, I pass out at, at 9 30 so 
yeah, just, you know, just staying busy, you know, idle, idle hands uh, makes, you know, this, this, all this scenario even tougher. So just staying busy, trying to move, move forward on, on my personal goals, move forward on my family's goals. And uh, that's how I stay sane. Should. You know what's also helped me a lot stay sane uh, during this time? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We've recently started to take up Great. this vocal practice. We have a it's, vocal coach. It's hard work. It's been so <laughs> much I, I fun. I actually wanted because I heard it from so the podcast and, and I realized because when editing, hard. I saw my voice and I saw which one it peach and peak and I don't appreciate. Uh, so I want, I want to hear all about it. Shoot, please. You, you know what? Uh, our vocal coach, at least for me, she has me Which saying is. peculiarly brilliant Italian William. And I, ha I have a tendency to not pronounce my L's. I have a, like they turn into Y's for some yeah. reason, like brilliant, but it's brilliant. So I've been kind of just more conscious yeah, and it's been fun to see the, the transition me, there too. I, I had a hard time opening my mouth. As you can see, now that I've mentioned that I have to open my mouth, my, my mouth is now opening <laughs> even wider. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we do this thing where you could take um, the cork of a wine bottle and put it between your teeth and then try to recite poetry while you're oh, doing Jesus it. And that, and that pushes you to, to open your mouth because that's a part of the instrument of speaking is, is opening that mouth, letting the sound come out. If I talk like this, it does it, you know, it, it gets muffled and you lose the, the actual we... meaning and the emphasis of the words. And so, yeah, it's, it's been amazing just to just work. Shall, with her shall we start a cork challenge where we all pronounce something with the cork in our mouth and see which one is funnier. <laughs> I am going to do it. <laughs> we should do it. I know, right? Chris will probably be good at good at it by now. Reciting poetry with the cork, like we're gonna put the, no the for the record. Guys? We're beginner. Chris has a lot of practice, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Ron, Ron, did you have to memorize a poem? I did okay. not memorize. Well, I I did memorize it just through all the practice that we've done. But I I had a transcript okay, that also nice. I gave her just from. So in, in terms of speeches, uh, speech do you do also to Toastmaster or other stuff? Have you done any speaking course? How do you prepare for that? Yeah, so uh, I had a speaking coach, Ann Ricketts. Uh, actually, I've been chatting with her recently. Um, she took us through a, a lot of stuff. Uh, she did a lot of work, one on work with me uh in preparation for some of my keynotes from last year uh yeah just i think reaching out to experts and getting their feedback helps that learning curve uh shortens that uh, learning curve exponentially because you can do all the searches on youtube you can you know read as many books as you want to but when you get an expert that's giving you like hands-on support and, and and coaching i think that's when you you really kick it into high gear Well said. I, I agree. I did not know until later in life the value of having a coach. It does. Uh, it is an investment in yourself, but you don't have to keep that reoccurring payment. You don't have to keep using that coach. You can hire them for a specific big event that you have. Like Chris mentioned his keynotes. I got to see the transformation of him working with a coach 
And he was already a great speaker, and he oh, went thanks, to man. a superb speaker, an excellent, exceptional speaker. So yeah. I, oh, I, I would no, definitely I always, recommend. I always struggle yeah, with a coach. coach. I, I it goes a, a long <clears throat> way. A lot of Toastmaster, but I never had a coach, and I always questioned, do I get one? I got a speaking coach uh, for a little while, um, but I never, I never really went to town with it. Uh, I never really finish or embrace it. So I think I'm going to embrace it a little bit more right now. Have to. We had we had Jordan Harbinger on our yeah. podcast, and he talked about using coaching for like all things in life. He introduced us to the vocal coach. He also has a coach for learning Chinese, and he's talking about you know it's and not just expensive. About speaking, it's ten dollars right? a session because it's ten. I think it's like ten dollars an hour, um, but it's just for speaking. And he doesn't go crazy with. It. He just do, does one session a week, and I'm sure. It doesn't feel like a lot in the Fantastic. beginning, but, but over time, consider you'll we see are that all super excited about everything in the world. How do you keep focus on your goals? So I struggled a lot on keeping, not getting excited about everything and getting my attention on everything. And ADHD mm -hmm. doesn't help at yeah. all. <laughs> um, so I, I keep a I keep a focus list and I try to screen off whatever <laughs> can be a distraction. But what's your technique? I have to hand it over to, to Ron because he put me on this book called The Power of One. And what it is is about the power of focus. What is the one thing that hour? What is the one thing that day? What is the one thing that week that you are focused on and delivering on consistently? And because I felt the same way. I felt like I, I wanted to do a little bit of everything. I, I, I wanted to be this renaissance man that was you know, <laughs> doing poetry and, and writing music and doing cybersecurity and put producing content like you, it, and you can do that because all of those things it get diluted yeah yeah it, it does dilute it and but but having good exposure to that stuff is good but when it comes to actually making progress you have to pick one thing and focus on it and get better at it enjoy everything else like i did stand-up comedy i'm i'm not going to be a comedian that's just not that's not in the cards for me but I did it just to have that experience. But when it comes to using my voice as a way to produce content, it's the podcast. That is the one place that I'm doubling down on. Yeah, I 100% I agree. I think it's important and you should dabble with all the things that you're interested in. Um, but you don't have to do it on like a professional basis. Like for me and my goals early on, I would try to become the best at a hobby. And I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Like, I just want to do this thing. Why am I so focused on being competitive in nature and while missing out on just the joy that this hobby or activity could provide me? Yep. Um, one of the things that Chris and I did together mm -hmm. was we did uh, spoken words at um, some some cafe. And while it was fun, we just went in there for just to see what it was like. We're like, hey, we all, we've all journaled. We all have some writing. Mm -hmm. Let's That's go amazing. to this cafe and let's just spit That's it. and see how it comes out. And that was the end of the experience. I'm so glad we did it. And now I'm ready for a different experience. So I, uh, But those things help me focus on the real goal at hand. And that's uh, oftentimes the podcast, especially... Uh, becoming a better cybersecurity practitioner. There's just very few things that I do. Like Chris and I, we we have several episodes that we record every week. And it's just like one episode for a few days. And it's 
not a lot of work, but it's so consistent. Same for my cybersecurity practice. Yeah, just learning over time. I've been trying to learn more and more for the past 10 years. And luckily, I had great mentors. They told so me how do you from the actually, very beginning, that's, that's you're not getting all this point, right now. Ron. It's going to take time. How, how do you see your life changing with the power of mentorship, especially in cyber? That is such a mind-blowing field. When, when I was really young in cyber and brand new, um, I actually got into cyber. I got very fortunate. I got into cyber when I was 19. And when I got in, I had just an abundance of mentors. Everyone knew more than I did. And now that I'm a little older and, you know, becoming more wise in the field, there's maybe a little bit less of opportunities for mentors for me, but there's still an abundance. And I almost forgot about that. I think it's very important for everyone to check themselves and realize you don't need a mentor to like be like a, a father or mother figure to you. You can just have a mentor to be someone you look up to in a very specific area. Maybe they're, they have great insight right. when it comes to cybersecurity, <laughs> but don't have insight when it comes to things like uh, chess yeah, or life in general. <laughs> but uh, I think for me, I've reinvigorated my passion and not only no, mentoring, but Chris, being how about you? Mentor, you mentor, you have mentee or you've been mentored by. Oh man, uh, across the board, I'm, I'm always mentoring people. Uh, anytime anybody reaches out and they want to have like recurring calls with me, you know, I, I try to make it happen. Uh, it's hard to scale that, you know, you can't have like 50 <laughs> mentees, but yeah. I definitely try to try to do my best to help everyone out. For me, for, for me being a mentee, I have a tribe of mentors. I, I feel like once you get to a certain level, it's hard to have one person be your everything as a mentor. And so I have a tribe of mentors. Uh, Ron and I be belong to this group of folks called Security Tinkerers. And you have some of the, the best, like, in my opinion, some of the Welcome best. to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan, Alan Vouchen introduced me to. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I love that group. So many brilliant people, so many. You oh, weren't nice. in Vegas, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We yeah. had the TinkerCon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did TinkerCon up in, uh, in RSA this year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You justify. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you, you kind of have to scale your mentorship and, and, <laughs> and be specific about what you're looking to learn from each person. If you just say, hey, I just want to be good, help me out, you know, then. It's they're less likely to help and be able to give you to guidance on what you're looking for. If if there are things that you admire in people and you're like, oh, I love the way this person speaks, talk to them about speaking. How do they how do they approach speaking? Do they write everything down? Do, are they freestyle? Like what do they do to to make themselves great? From a, a practitioner's mm -hmm. perspective, you see the stuff they put out on LinkedIn, you see they're giving talks about their amazing security program. Like, talk to them about that. How, how do they approach uh, building teams? How do they approach architecting uh, programs for a large organization versus a small organization? You know, being really specific about what you want to learn from people. And then you all, all of a sudden, Frankenstein, the perfect mentor for you from all these different people. <laughs> I like the Frankenstein mentor with all different ideas. I think that's work. And that's why we launched the Mentoring Monday uh, hashtag with Tanya to actually have this community to reach out to people because I was the same. I, I couldn't reach to a number of mentees and I never actually had a mentor. 
So I only mm. had uh, a professional mentors, but I never had actually a mentor. And I was always lacking that. And I said, I'm going to do the stuff that I was missing when I was younger, because if I had direction, I could have structured my career in a much faster way. So I'm going to mentor a lot of people. Yeah. But it went it went completely out of hand. Hence why we launched the Mentoring Monday, the podcast, the original podcast, the hashtag, so that we could reach to people. <laughs> but it, shoot. shoot. I have a question for both of you. How do you mentor and stay passionate without being discouraged? If someone you're mentoring, you know, maybe you've taken someone directly under your wing and they fall off. How do you stay encouraged? What do you all like to do to not only encourage yourself to remain their mentor, but get them back on track? I agree. And and sometimes you just have to kind of let it go. Maybe they're you know going through (laughs) something in their life that you don't necessarily understand. Maybe they really don't want it that bad. Maybe it's something they heard they should do. So they reached out, got a mentor and they're like, nah, I really don't want to talk to this person. So, and you can't take it, you can't take it personally, right? It's just like, like anything, like going out for a job, you know, talking to somebody that you want to take out on a date. If you get rejected, it it wasn't meant to be. And so, but don't be discouraged because there's going to be someone out there that's going to like latch onto every word, everything you tell them that they need to do, they're going to do. And their, and their life is just going to improve from it. And so, so there's always going to be someone out there like that for them. I think I have a similar philosophy to Chris, but I use the power of three. So I nudge, I advise, I kick, and then if that doesn't work, then I just give up. You know, and and as Chris said, sometimes <laughs> people are going through different phases where they need a mentor or they need to kind of grow that thing inside. Because if it's not pushed from them and you keep on pushing and pushing and you don't see results, maybe it's not the right time. Maybe... It, they didn't realize they need that kind of push in their life. And you can push and push and push, but if it's not homegrown, if, if they don't feel it, it's never going to work. Right. Do you experience? Right. I, I've taken a community approach these days um, where we have now kind of a mastermind group that we host to where it's never, for me, it's never personal if they don't um, complete any specific task. This is all kind of as you need, you know, grab the wisdom. And as we share, we're going to try to continue to flush the wisdom back in this mastermind group. But um, mm. it's always there to but use and to uh, kind of pick from me. as you I, need. I, to admit, like I, I keep on getting hurt by it. Uh, I take I, I take it personal. I'm Italian. I, I can't help it. <laughs> it's in my blood. I am very passionate about stuff, so I'm not gonna deny. It. I'm gonna take it personally. But that's just my style of mentorship. I'm gonna keep on pushing and pushing. But then, if you don't want to, I'm still gonna keep it personal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I, I put my guts to Make it. Make sure that they succeed. I it, love it that. It maybe come from the fact that I never had a mentor, and for me, it's such a pressure things. Um, I just go with the flow. But yeah. a power of three, you can't convince, uh, as Chris said, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't just drown it in water. It's like, <laughs> learn! <laughs> now you learn. Yeah. But anyway, I think we reached more or less the time. I'm going to challenge you both to leave our audience with a very positive message about cybersecurity because I think 
it's important to leave first positive message in this period in general and in cybersecurity we tend to be negative mm-hmm. chris you want to kick off this time yeah sure one team one fight is one thing that i learned in the marine corps and you really think about how as a community we are combative against these adversaries because we are one of the only industries that actually has adversaries we have people that are looking to undermine our work they're looking to do all these bad things to us but because we all work together because i know you francesco because i know other people i have a a team of folks that can help me solve these issues and so by working together and being one team i think that's one of the most beautiful things about being in this this community of cybersecurity. Oof, that heavy. Ron, it's going to be challenging to double down. Double down on that. Double down on that. Come on. No edit. No edit. Cut the episode now. Uh, so what, what I would say, and it's pretty similar to what Chris would say. I, I said, I would say that uh, cybersecurity is a positive sum industry. It's not a zero sum game, meaning the more that you help yourself, the more that you help others, the better of an environment it is for you. If someone creates a great body of research and shares it out with everybody, not only do you get to learn from it, there's going to be tools and solutions created for it, and you're going to have a much more interesting job the alert fatigue is going down day by day. That's one thing I'm very passionate about. So I would say make sure that you always look at all of the contributions Amazing. that you thank make you to yourself and, and the I'll, industry I'll like as a positive. Welcome song. to the next episode, everybody. And thank for listening to us. And thanks, Ron and Chris, for coming. It's been amazing. Yes. It's It feels like just people, I mean, friends just coming together and chatting. It's, it's so natural. Yeah, I, I love this. I love I love this. Thank you very much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. A nice conversation with friends. The community getting together. And with COVID and organization getting bridged, we can only help each other if we support each other. So please come together, support your community and get together and be human to each other. This was your host, Francesco. I hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, consider leaving us a review or sponsoring us on Patreon. It helps us bring on amazing guests and keep the podcast alive and free. Consider supporting us at www.patreon.com forward slash CSCP and watch other episodes at www.cybercloudpodcast.com. (laughs) 